1967, Roland Barthes wrote La Mort de l'Auteur, The Death of the Author, an essay proclaiming that the opinions of an author on what his text may mean are irrelevant to the interpretation of said text. In 2020, Julian and Magnus Dora decided that the author's abilities are just as irrelevant. This is Kill the Author. Hello and welcome to Kill the Author. This is our third episode. Uh, I'm Julian. I'm Magnus. And uh, I was I was advised against uh, loudly opening this candy wrapper at the start of the episode. But you know what? This this episode. Uh, this is an ASMR podcast now. This is now an ASMR podcast. I I actually think like. Yeah, yeah. Let's just let's just switch it. Uh, you know, we don't have to talk about school days. I think we've talked enough about school days already, don't you think? I could really do with less school days. <laughs> and I'm not even in school anymore. But okay, uh, episode two, part two. We we've returned. Last time we mentioned our intention to cut the episodes in two. Uh, now and I think looking back and after rewatching the episode for this episode. That was a good idea, because I kind of noticed when I looked at my notes for the second half of the episode that I just kind of left out a lot of things because I didn't have the energy anymore. I don't know if that was the same thing for you. Mm, I changed a few things, but not that much. Yeah, I, I didn't even change that much. I just noticed that there were pretty... Ju was at one point a very juicy dialogue that I only put like a sentence on down. The second half is mostly dialogues, yeah. actually. It's mostly dialogue reflecting on what happened in the first half of the episode. So let's give a quick recap here. As we mentioned last time, a lot happened that was simultaneously pretty much nothing. So short summary, there were two dates between Makoto and Kotona and Kotonoha, and both went pretty terrible for Makoto. So second half of the episode... Let's let's start with that. Where do where do we begin? So we begin in a classroom. Mm -hmm. The last episode ended at the very ending of the second date in the cinema, mm -hmm. which was an absolute catastrophe. Yes, it ended up with Kotonoha apologizing because that's what she does, and then she just ran off. Mm -hmm. So now we're in class the day later, I assume. Yeah, or after the weekend or whatever, with Makoto and Sekai in class. Sort of reflecting on what happened while the teacher keeps yeah, also, talking on about new stuff. While also doing that classic classroom shtick that we've seen uh, mm. in the last episode already. Writing each other on little notepads. Yeah. Well, not notepads, you know. On their... <laughs> on in the, the in blocks, their, yeah. the college blocks. Yeah, in their, like, books or I whatever. <laughs> they write notes down for I don't English. <laughs> yeah, same problem. So yeah, basically they write each other notes in these small notebooks and hand them over. Mm. Uh, and yeah, that's how they communicate in class. So until we... Sekai stands up and screams. So before we get into the dialogue, who cares? What is the teacher <laughs> talking about? Yeah, what is the teacher talking about? I, have... I, I made some notes here, but I assume okay. that you made better notes. No, I have, I have no juicy intertextuality for you this time. Aww. 
I'm sorry. We've been on a run. We had two episodes. <laughs> What's the next? I was I was expecting you to dig out like uh, a, a French novel from 1872 that's somehow referenced in this chemistry uh, dialogue. Yeah, they're talking about chemistry here, mm-hmm. and that's all. That's all he really talks about. Um, he explains the difference between a slow reaction and a fast reaction. Mm-hmm. As an example for a slow reaction, he mentions rusting, mm-hmm. which is iron reacting with the oxygen in the air around it, slowly turning into um, into iron oxides, you mm. know, into rust. And as an example for a fast reaction, he mentions explosions, mm-hmm. which is the immediate reaction of organic matter into water and carbon dioxide, I assume is what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, in, I mean, either way... It's slow reactions versus fast reactions. And you know we're talking about chemistry here. Yeah. We're talking about yeah, fast reactions yeah, there was and a, slow There was a reactions. pretty, pretty uh, obvious metaphor here for uh, how Makoto kind of works in relationships and for how Kotonoha works in relationships. With For Kotonoha, even holding hands being way too fast uh, on the second date and Makoto already wanting to smooch down so to say get real nasty get real nasty with his lips not the with lips. his horrifying horrible <laughs> lips so yeah it's it's again what the teacher is talking about and by this point we can really talk about a pattern what the teacher is talking about is somehow a metaphor for what's happening in the characters mm-hmm. lives at that point i'm already excited for what else he's going to talk yeah, about me later too. i've never paid attention yeah i always just kind of uh, Got a feeling from these classroom scenes that they're kind of like the scenes with Lisa's mother in the room. It's just the same shit over and over <laughs> again. But here we have something you can really, uh, something we can, we can really bite into. Yes, in these scenes. we ha- we have a real masterpiece at work here. We have a real masterpiece that we didn't even notice. It was hidden behind all this sh- shit. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, Makoto and Sekai are having their little talk. And it starts, of course, with Makoto uh, blaming someone else for what he did wrong. Mm-hmm. He says he did everything exactly as Sekai told him he should. Mm-hmm. At which point Sekai does her com- comedic routine. She stands up and shouts at him he's an idiot. So, yeah. Basically, like, as we talked about last episode, that's kind of true, though. Like, Makoto was pretty much doing what Sekai told him. Like, she kind of told him this thing that if they are in the theater and everything's quiet and all of that, then he will get a chance to kiss her, which then didn't happen. So, yeah, he kind of has a point there. That was what she told him to do. Still, not a good sign that he's constantly blaming people for all of his issues. But, yeah. Before the conversation continues, we get a tiny shot of... Daisuke and Setsna in mm. the front rows who just look back at him. Which are the best friends of the two talking in this scene, just to remind y'all. Yeah. And they do their routines as well. As in Setsuna looks upset and disappointed and Daisuke is an idiot. Yeah. And it's just like, they're having fun. <laughs> oh man, like a real couple. <laughs> they're having fun. Don't fucking die, Daisuke. Okay. <laughs> you know, Daisuke is one of the main characters. You know, he's one of the most important characters in the thing. He's one of the... Uh, the wasn't he the listed three like... Guys <laughs> <laughs> the three guys that met. The three guys that met. At what point was he listed in the in the character... He was the ranking, third, right? I think. The third, right. After Kotonoha mm. and uh, Sekai, he's definitely the most How important. How the three guys met. It's my favorite show. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sitcom. Oh, I met your three guys. <laughs> three and a half guys. 
Wait, is Serena Half Geist a three of them? Makoto. I thought it's Setsuna because she's Setsna. small. Setsuna is small. Or it's Kotono has little sister. You broke my joke. It's fine. <laughs> you broke it yourself by making it. Sorry. Okay. Uh, what's the conversation about? Let's continue with that. So... Sekai, uh, at this point, uh, I think she explained to Kotonoha that Kotonoha is probably not used to relationships or something like that. Yeah. So first, Makoto blames Sekai for what he did wrong. And Sekai continues by bla- sort of blaming Kotonoha. Mm-hmm. Because she says that Kotonoha is just not used to relationships. And he's moving too fast. So in a way, she says that it felt to me like... Somehow this is Kotonoha's fault now. Mm. From Sekai's view, that is. I didn't uh, get that point here, mm. but I did get that later uh, in the episode. She said she's not used to boys. Mm-hmm. But she does also tell Makoto that he should really make up. He should apologize. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> which he should really do for once. Mm-hmm. And they also talk about the... I think. They talk about the book too. Yeah, the book is mentioned. The the love manual that Makoto has been using in the previous, uh, in, in earlier in that episode. It's the same episode. We just do two episodes. Okay, yeah. When when he mentions that he's reading a love manual to help her along, she gets up in class anymore and starts yelling at yeah, him again. Yeah, she she gets up again and calls him an idiot. And she calls him a baka. Yes, in the Japanese. And Bridget. the teacher calls her a baka afterwards. Um, in in the dub we we were using, in the sub we were using, both of them used a slur at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, a slur that starts with R that I don't want to repeat here. Uh, my notes here were uh, Sekai calls him a, st- a slur. And then the teacher calls her a slur. He's probably fired. <laughs> uh, we'll see that in the future episodes. But I think that was just a really weird translation. Because it's not the first weird translation we've seen. Yeah, I think I I think I heard them say "baka," which just means idiot, and they said that a lot earlier in the episode. Like at some point during this scene, Sekai just wrote in a notebook the word "baka" over and over again. So yeah, I can read a bit of Japanese. This was just me uh, boasting with my great Japanese reading skills. Okay, so after that. Sekai tells him no longer to use the love manual. He's not supposed to read the love manual anymore. And then we get like a real short scene of both of them kind of whispering really close to each other. Mm -hmm. And Sekai tells him, does he really want to be with Kotonoha? Mm. And he has to think about it for like two straight seconds before he nods. And also uh, she tells him that not only should he not use the love manual, instead he should try to figure out what she wants and try to lean more into her at that point. She also tells him that in that scene while they're talking. And I think uh, that, again, relates kind of to something I brought up last episode, which is my thesis that this show is kind of a like a metatextual look at visual novels and kind of trying to do a critique on the concept of visual novels because what she here does is basically say that the book the medium he tried to learn this whole dating thing from won't do him anything a strategy guide won't do him anything in a real relationship he has to figure out what the girl actually wants and act like a real human being which Mm -hmm. is again this it's not like in the games romance works differently in real life 
It's not it's not too bad advice, really. Yeah, it's not too bad advice. Mm. It's it's pretty good for what we get from Sekai. <laughs> so the next scene is during break. I assume during a break. And Makoto makes his way to the classroom where Katonoha is. Mm-hmm. I assume in order to apologize, finally. Mm-hmm. And now, this there's a small shot of Makoto inside the classroom that I... No, I mean Katonoha inside mm-hmm. the classroom that's interesting. Because she had a little... Which looked like a wrapped gift in, gift in front of her. Mm, I didn't notice that. Yeah, I saw. Th- I just saw that when I rewatched the thing. Mm-hmm. There was like a small cylindrical box mm-hmm. in pink wrapper. It is not revealed anywhere in this episode what's inside. I don't remember if it's ever brought up again either. Yeah, that's strange. I don't think so. Like maybe, maybe we can get back to that in a bit when she talks about her issues with relationships at this po- at this point. But this might have been a gift from another dude. Maybe yeah. To her because she has had sort of admirers in the past, from what we heard, and from what we'll hear later. Maybe it's from uh, what's his name again? Daisuke. 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 Maybe it's from Daisuke. Maybe it's uh, a picture of her breasts that he uh, printed out and sent her. That seems like something Daisuke would do. Right. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) But at this point, uh, Makoto is stopped from entering the classroom. Yeah, he is interrupted by Kato, Mm -hmm. who is a friend of his, I think. She's introduced here. We've never seen her before. So she's... She's, I guess, a friend of, of his. What we learn in this scene is... She knows him, at least. She knows him. What we learn in this scene is, apparently, they're classmates from a previous school. Yeah, they used to be classmates in, I think, middle school or something like that. Or elementary school or something. They're represented in a way which I think is supposed to tell us that they're, like, old friends. Mm, yeah. They know each other pretty well. Makoto is incredibly rude to her. Yeah. And that's okay. I mean, that's Makoto. That's just Makoto. Uh, also, she's in Kotonoha's class. That's what she's doing here. Mm. And as Makoto mentions that the reason he's at her classroom, which she questioned, is because he wants to talk to Kotonoha. She was really surprised and incredibly curious as to what he's doing, what he's up to. Also, she immediately assumes that he came to meet her. Uh, when he first, uh, when they first talk with each other, so I don't know. Do they spend a lot of time together? I don't know. He specifically responds, "Why would I ever come here to see you in particular?" Yeah, which is incredibly rude, and also begs the question: What happened between these two in the past? So yeah, uh, he says he wants to meet Kotonoha here. She offers him to fuck up Kotonoha. Uh, for him. What exactly did she mean? She she just says like I can rough her up. I do think. you do you want me to rough her up a little? Yeah, and she says she can give him a good deal on it too because they're old friends. Which, what does this mean? Is she a, a paid killer? <laughs> <laughs> is she a professional assassin going to that school? Oh, is, oh, you want to visit my classmate? You want me to beat the shit <laughs> off him for real quick? Oh, my classmate, the attractive girl in the front there. I can fuck her up for you. <laughs> what? Okay, so either she's a contract killer or, like, uh, a mafia-style enforcer who is Mm. paid to beat people up, or this is the relationship Makoto and her had back in the day when Makoto used to pay her to beat people up for him. (laughs) Excellent work, 47. (laughs) This, okay, this is such a weird line. Why does she say that? Maybe we'll come back to that. I don't remember her being like that in her later appearances in the show. 
but maybe I just don't uh, remember it right. So then the bell rings, she enters the classroom, sits down and the scene cuts. We don't see what Makoto does, but from what happens in the next scene, I assume he went back to his classroom. I think he did because of the school bell. Like, mm, yeah. he like missed his opportunity because he got distracted. Yeah. So he ha he didn't have the time to talk to Tonoha. But also his opportunity was apparently like 10 to 15 seconds, because like this scene didn't take long, all things considered. I don't know, but yeah, it's, it can be assumed that he went back to his classroom. Because uh, in the following scene, he meets with Kotonoha. First, we, we first see the classroom as the school bell rings again. I mm. wanted to mention that. And Daisuke is, I think, kind of suspicious of him now. I think Daisuke knows that something weird is up. Mm. So maybe he does have a brain in there somewhere. <laughs> I just wrote down Tetsuko is annoying. That's everything I wrote down. Who? Uh, Daisuke. Uh, his Daisuke. other name is Tetsuko. Oh, he has... Yeah, right, Dave. Yeah. Right. I, don't, I don't know which one is his first and which one is his last name. I just call him Daisuke. I called him Tetsuko here because I wrote that name down on another page and then I just copied it because I can't mm. remember his name for shit. Yeah. And after that, he meets with Kotonoha on the stairs to the... Uh, on, on some stairs. It looks like the stairs to the ceiling that we've seen before, but it might be uh, to the ceiling, to the roof, but it might be just some stairs and they just reuse the background. He meets her... And well, they have have a little conversation. I assume what Makoto is trying here to do is to make up as he's supposed to, but he phrases it very strangely. Yeah. I think because he's always like, uh, like, okay, I'm not gonna do this again. I'm not gonna do these things that I did again. Mm -hmm. But it always seems like he's he's trying very hard not to say I'm sorry. Yeah, and also it seems kind of like manipulative. Some of the things he says, like he says at some point about the, the kiss in the cinema, he says, uh, I didn't think you would dislike it this much and things like that. He doesn't really apologize. It's more like, it's this, it's this thing that shitty dudes sometimes do. That's, that's like forcing it onto her to say, no, you didn't do that. Like, oh, I didn't think you would hate kissing me so much. You know, I, 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 I thought you liked me. I didn't, I didn't think that, was, that would be so negative to you to force her to kind of be like, no, I didn't think that. I don't think that about you. But she doesn't respond at that point. It just kind of reminded me of these shady lines. I don't think he's doing that on purpose. I don't think he has yeah, the brain capacity I, to do that on purpose. I don't know purpose. if he does it on purpose, but he's, it seemed kind of weird and manipulative at that point. Uh, and he's, again, downplaying the kind of shit he pulled and is uncomfortably demanding to her he says i want a fresh start i i want to, i want another chance by the end of the scene he tells her that he'll wait for her at the train station kind of like forcing it upon her to talk to him later because he can't avoid uh, she can't avoid him there really she has to leave because she has a meeting she needs to get to mm -hmm. at least she claims that maybe she just wants to get away yeah. from him at least that's the vibe i got and we see that around the corner, there's Sekai mm. watching the whole situation. And she does not seem pleased at all. Yeah. For Understandably. Yeah. He didn't make up very well. He didn't make up very well, and it also didn't end positively. But I don't think that her takeaway from this is, 
this went bad. He didn't make up very well. I think his takeaway said something's wrong with uh, her takeaway said something's wrong with Kotonoha because in the next scene she confronts mm. her. I re- I read this a little differently. Mm. I was understood like yeah he did wrong, but maybe at this point she decides that he's too hopeless of a case, mm. and instead she has to take matters into her own hands and confront Kotonoha herself. Th- that also kind of makes sense because of things she says in the next scene. I, can, I think you could see it both ways, but it kind of feels like after this, she should either jump off board of this whole uh, enterprise or try to talk to Makoto again because he really fucked up here. But yeah. Let's go to the next scene. Here, Sekai meets Kotonoha after school. Yeah. So Kotonoha leaves school and Sekai is right there and tells her that why exactly are you here? This is not where the train station is. Mm. You always take the train station. And Kotonoha says, I'm taking the bus today. She says she's taking the bus because maybe she wants to switch it up sometimes. Mm-hmm. Try the bus. But Sakai immediately smells the bullshit and yeah. is like, no, you just don't want to confront Makoto. Makoto. I forgot his name there. <laughs> that happens. What I think is interesting here is the fact that Sekai was already standing there before Kotonoha arrived. So I think she knew that Kotonoha was going to go this way. Mm. That Kotonoha was going to uh, avoid going to the train station. Or she at least checked about mm. it. I think Sekai just anticipated that already. That's that's one way to see it. The other is she's just following Kotonoha around at this point. Which, with her overhearing the conversation between the two earlier, uh, we'll also see at the final scene of the episode at the train station that she's also there in the distance yeah. listening. She's always there. So maybe she's just following them around. She's always point. been there. She's always been there. Maybe like a supernatural being. Okay. M- yeah, okay. M- I we know. might get back to that <laughs> at some point. I- I've jumped off that. I'm at the metatextual commentary on visual novels uh, analysis now. Okay, so... Following this, they have a conversation about what Kotonoha's issues are in this relationship. First of all, she calls uh, Makoto stupid and Mm -hmm. says that basically she has to consider that Makoto is stupid and has to kind of live with that. And Kotonoha tries to defend him even at this point. Yeah, she just tries to instantly defend him. Mm. And uh, then Kotonoha sort of talks about why she's been scared of relationships. Yeah. We now get like a nice, nice relaxing scene. Uh, A little bit. They talk about, uh, Kotonoha talks, for example, about that uh, her issue, one of her issues in life is her big breasts again. And that men aren't taking her serious because of it. And she's always been kind of mobbed in school because of her, uh, and picked on because of her big breasts, which again are a very important character trait of Kotonoha, never forget about Mm. those. We did also get like a very small scene Mm. where we saw Makoto giving the love manual to Daisuke, Mm. who uh, basically sees it as a big thing. Whoa, thank you so much, dude. While Makoto in his head thinks, yeah, this thing's worthless. No, this worthless thing is back. Which also says a lot about his friendship with <laughs> Yeah, he's a, he's a very good friend. He's a very good friend. Here, take this useless shit. You can do, probably do something with it. You're dumb enough to fall for it. And then we get back to the heart of the conversation mm. between Kutonoha and Sekai. 
as they talk about Kotono Hart's breasts, mm. we also get the ultimate Dutch angle that we've mentioned. Yeah. The 90 degree one. Which I did some notes on this time because you mentioned it last time. And maybe to figure out why it happens. So I saw again a relationship to the intro mm. where we have always scenes of Makoto and then of Kotonoha and then Sekai mirrored. We have the same here. It's Kotonoha and then Sekai. The same shot basically sitting on like a a seesaw mm-hmm. but um mirrored. So yeah. first we have the camera 90 degrees to the right showing Kotonoha and then 90 degrees to the left showing Sekai. Here's my theory why they did this. Okay. Both it's it's not like a big throwing everything over theory. It's those are turned, but they're always with their front sides to the bottom. So their faces are looking down. And I think it's just their conversation is about the size of their breasts. Yeah. And with how this scene is framed, their breasts are hanging down. So I think it's literally just for comparison of size of their breasts. I think that's literally all they went for in this scene. That's sad. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I suppose so. I, I, I think that's the most logical way to look at this. Mm-hmm. Makoto's story is that boys always make to f- always used to make fun of her because she has big yeah, breasts. Kotonoha. Yeah. And Sekai is, kind of seems like she's a little jealous. That's yeah. the vibe I'm getting from these from these shots. At least at least in this particular instance. But their conversation goes a bit further. And I have some notes on this conversation. This conversation goes in a strange direction. Yeah. And I think it says a lot about how this show visit, views power relations between men and women and how differently it views men and women, all things considered. And I have some pretty elaborate notes on this. And I'm going to do something now that I threatened to do last episode and that will happen now. Mm. I will talk a bit about literary theory. Now, this podcast is in large part just us having fun writing down notes and explaining everything that happens in the episode. But we do mention theoretical terms at some points. And I thought it would be interesting to explain to my brother, who's not as ver- well-versed in literary theory as I am. Thank you. Uh, it's some true, concepts. but thank you. <laughs> and I'll, I'll allow all of you to listen in while I talk about it. So this conversation is really interesting, and I'll use it as an example. Basically, what it boils down to is Sekai talks to Kotonoha about how uh, Kotonoha should just accept Makoto in the shitty way he is. Yeah. She says that he wants to be nice and he wants to do nice relationship stuff with him. But, you know, he's just thinking with his penis anyway all of the time. Yeah. And that's totally normal for boys. Yeah. And... All of this relates to a broader field that I'll bring up now. Mm. In the first episode, I had a very short bit where I mentioned a few of the theoretical frameworks we might be looking at this show at. And I think three episodes into our podcast, I can say that the most fruitful of these frameworks is probably feminist theory. Mm. Feminist theory in general, just a very short overview. It goes back like very far. Feminism is seen by a few people as by most people as going back to at most suffragettes and voting rights and things like that. But feminist theory in general goes back 
like way back. Like there are works by Wollstonecraft in the 18th century. Potentially you could go back even yeah. further. There's stuff from the time of the French Revolution. Yeah, we, we did talk about that in history actually. That, yeah. there was, that there were like feminist movements both during the revolution times in America and in France. Yeah, and even further back. Uh, like there's some stuff from the time of the early American pilgrims that can be seen as some early feminist work, even if the term hasn't existed yet and wouldn't exist for a pretty long time afterwards. Now, what we also need to look at when we talk about theoretical frameworks, for example, also frameworks like Marxist theory or uh, post-colonial theory, is that those aren't the same as the political movement. Political feminism is different from literary feminism. Political feminism is a movement that tries to change things in the world, uh, that tries to support the right parties and maybe change things for women in society. Feminist theory tries to look at a work and how, with modern feminist thinking, you can see feminist talking points in it. Like, for example, looking at movies from... Like early James Bond movies, for example, mm. that have characters like Pussy Galore, uh, is that literally which is an name? actual character name in, I think it was in Goldfinger. Goldfinger, whatever. Yeah. And how these movies are very shameless in their portrayal of women. We get concepts in film theory, like, for example, The Male Gaze. We talked about that one before. Yeah, we mentioned that before. This basically... While the era of research of feminist theory goes back a long while, feminist theory in movies and shows is very much framed by the concept of gaze. This goes back to a work by Laura Malvi, I think was her name, Visual Pleasure and Narrative Cinema, which essentially talks about the objectification of women as plot devices and men as driving subjects in movies. Mm. and television yeah. shows. Isn't there this one thing, what's it called again, where like a female character or like a girlfriend or something only exists to die at the beginning so the guy has a cause for his thing? Yeah, that, that's What's fridging. it called? Something in a fridge. Yeah, women yeah. refrigerators. Genau. That's something that... Uh, Did I just say genau? Yes. You just spoke German. It's okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll forgive you. Uh, <laughs> this is something coined by, coined by Gail Simone, who at the time was a comic fan and is now a great comic writer and has published a lot of stuff. Yeah, that's also something that people look at as a trope in back then mainly in comics but that is basically visible in a lot of media gaze is one of the big concepts that feminist theory uses i think the most interesting here is power dynamics which is what i'm going to be talking about here basically the power dynamics in relationships as they have been established over time and as they're often criticized by feminist scholars are uh, that essentially women in a relationship with men are often seen as sort of replacement mothers. So basically a man comes out of school, marries a woman, and at that point he, because of his upbringing, has never learned how to cook, has never learned how to clean, how to wash his stuff, and is basically dependent on his wife to fulfill the role his parents fulfilled, and mainly his mother fulfilled, because his father came from the same background. Which basically means that men aren't assumed in a relationship to have the capacity to improve. Basically, women are conditioned to accept the shitty parts of men and to sort of lean into that. 
Like if you want to be accepted as a woman, lean into what men want from women. There's a book by uh, Sheryl Sandberg, who is a high figure in Facebook's management from 2013, uh, which has been widely criticized, which basically coined this term. Essentially, if, if you want to make it in a world of men and want to be empowered in a world of men, kind of lean into what men want you to do uh, to sort of keep power in that position. It, well, I can already very clearly see the parallels here we have yeah. to school days. Yeah, there's a lot of... There's a lot to talk about in terms of lean in and a lot of nuanced critique to that book. But lean in, lean in feminism was kind of coined by that. Basically empowering women by helping them not change the world for the better for women, but kind of conform to what men already want to use, to basically get some use out of the negative parts of a patriarchal society. So what we have here is basically Sekai telling Kotonoha exactly that. You have a shitty dude here, he's not gonna change, he's too stupid to change. And something that I thought was really interesting she says here is basically she constantly makes excuses for his mediocrity and even goes to the point of saying, hey, at least he's not raping you. Most other guys would just rape you, but he really likes you. Which is a really intense step. It's literally just... It could be worse. Yeah, it could be worse. He's not the worst. You can get used to that. Lean in, Kotonoha. Just lean in a little. Speaking of leaning in, <laughs> that was bad. Anyway, <laughs> uh, physi uh, um, physical molesting. That's the yeah, next, that's okay, the next okay, part. Yeah, yeah. Sekai. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, someone does, someone does lean in. Um, Sekai... I, I wouldn't want to use the word harasses Kotonoha. It's the word she uses. It's except Sekai <laughs> literally calls it harassment uh, after she grabs the breasts of Kotonoha, which the conversation was already about, so I guess those are the focal point of this scene. So Sekai uh, yeah, basically molests Kotonoha a bit. It's very funny. It's played for laughs. Oh man, what a funny scene. And... This basically doesn't lead to anything either, except Kotonoha being embarrassed. After this, this is the other big important part of this scene, to me. Kotonoha again gets to the point, which we had earlier in the episode, where she asks Sekai, Okay, there's clearly something between you and Makoto. How serious are you? Earlier in the episode, she asked Makoto that. Mm -hmm. And at this point in the episode, she asks Kotonoha that exact same thing when she asked Makoto that basically what he told her is well she sits next to me and that's basically it I don't know her all that well what Sekai says at this point is she leaves it open she gives an unclear answer she basically says I might like him when she asked that and this was really weird for, uh, to me, because at this point, Sekai is still very much in trying to get them, the two together mode. So my assumption of this scene was basically she's trying to kind of make Kotonoha think this is a challenge, so Kotonoha tries more, basically. Yeah. That, it, it, in part, it might be Sekai just wanting to spurn Kotonoha on to get, go to the train station and we, meet with Makoto. And on the other hand, it might already show again, as the earlier scene did when she uh, was talking to Setsuna, 
about the movie tickets that Sekai already has sort of mixed motivations here and kind of wants to get with Makoto. And is not very secretive about that. Actually, speaking of, the next thing that I did write down is that Kotonoha points out that she's kind of jealous of Sakai about how much she knows about him. Mm -hmm. yeah. And her reaction is to immediately go, no, absolutely not. I'm, <laughs> I have absolutely nothing for Makoto. I'm not into him. Mm. She like, denies it like crazy. Yeah, I think that's right before uh, she has this, I don't know kind of reaction to when she asks it again. I, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's kind of a weird mishmash. She's giving mixed signals here. I don't remember when exactly that point was, but there's also a very small scene where Kato uh, goes yeah, in to the between. train station. Yeah, right. that's in between. Basically, we see Makoto still waiting at the train station, and Kato, who was early in the episode, uh, the contract killer, shows up and talks to Makoto. And it's um, ambiguous how it ends. Kato, I think, asks him if they want to walk home together. Mm. And he's like, no, I can't, because I guess he's still waiting there. Mm -hmm. He's still waiting for... Kotonoha to arrive. Mm. So, and this uh, to me implies that maybe they are just friends. Yeah, I and, think you know they, they do are. do stuff, but this whole relationship thing, like before, like it always seemed to me like Daisuke, you know, he sucks, he's an idiot. Mm. But it feels like with all the stuff that's going on, Makoto kind of neglects his friends a little. Mm. Yeah, because Daisuke specifically says like he barely talks to me anymore. What's going on with him? That's true. Makoto seems to be pretty bad at focusing on multiple people mm -hmm. at once. And he's not a very good friend, anyway. Yeah. yeah, or romantic partner, or basically anything. But yeah, he, he doesn't seem to think about the people in his life all that much, and is more like singular target focused. We have this short scene, and in the end, we don't see if she leaves. We just see, we just have the end uh, scene kind of end here. I, I want to get to the last scene of the episode. Yeah. It's a short one. Yeah. But I don't know how short it's going to be when we're done with it. Okay. So what is it you had to say about it? I don't have... I, I don't... Let's, let's just talk about what happens in it first. Okay. So Kotonoha and Makoto meet up at the train station finally. And Makoto acts like... It, he didn't care that much anyway. Like, mm -hmm. this was fine. This is okay. It's also night at this point. He like, didn't... The sun yeah, he went didn't, down. totally didn't wait there for hours. Yeah. She shows up and walks up to him. And yeah, so his uh, emotional blackmail of having her come to the train station and meet him has worked. He has has stayed here. And at this point, he actually, if I remember it right, comes the closest to apologizing he's come throughout yeah. the whole episode. The fun thing is, he, all, he again says that I think he's not going to take things this quickly again. Mm -hmm. He's going to try and appeal more to what she wants. But her immediate response, of course, is to apologize. Yeah. Well, he was about to. I think this is this very much speaks to what Sekai told Katonoha to yeah. do. Now Sekai is telling them both what to do. Yeah, and at this point specifically, she also says, no, she wants to put in more effort uh, when he tries to apologize. Which, again, is this thing that we've heard throughout the episode, that Kotonoha taking it slow is kind of her fault, and she should be allowing him to do more. Like, she's told that her, to herself when, they were, when she was in the bathtub. Yeah. Like, is it okay for me to be like this? And at this point, she conflates putting in the effort with letting him go faster than she's comfortable. And then 
Of course, she takes his hand, which was the first thing she was afraid of in the cinema, and then she kisses him. They kiss. And I have to watch that. And uh, uh, there's not a lot of lips visible. There's not a lot of lips visible. visible. Only a little bit. I think but it's, then, uh, it's fuck, okay. I think that's the end credit music, but I just uh, felt like porn music mm -hmm. was starting mm -hmm. at this point. Uh, the credits start playing. The credits start playing. At this point, yeah, she takes his hand, kisses him. She's at this point convinced that she was in the wrong all along. Everything is good because she does the things she wasn't comfortable with with him now because she's putting in the effort now. And she calls herself his girlfriend, too, as they're talking. I'm your about. girlfriend now. I'm going to put in the effort or something. Yeah. Uh, while Sekai watches from the dark. Yeah, she's, <laughs> you, can't, you can only, like, see her silhouette But you the see the antenna. So yeah, the antenna she Sekai. And then she disappears. That's the end of the episode. Like their guardian angel. Angel. You can never get past this. At some point, I will prove it. Sakai will disappear in one scene and fly through the sky. I will prove everything to you. And so then the, the end credits. The credits. Where nothing happens. As I alluded in the last episode, <laughs> both the credit song is different in every episode. And we get different really, images. in every episode, the credit song. And it seems like it. Okay. At least the difference okay. in this one than the last one. And we get different photos on the phone. Mm. There's a phone visible. It shows an array of photos. Yeah, we this looted open this flip phone in, in the, the first episode. This time we see in order a picture of Sekai, mm -hmm. picture of Ketonoha. I think this was this is the same as in the first episode mm -hmm. up to this point. But then Keto mm. in like sports clothing, which kind of she's she kind of has a tomboyish yeah. personality. So probably that's what they're going for mm -hmm. there. Then Setsna. Mm -hmm. And then a picture of Sekai and Katonoha. Which I think was also in the first episode. Yeah. A picture of the two of them. So, so Kato has been added now to this. In a way, Setsuna has also been added. She was in the first episode, but she had a lot more to say in this yeah, one. Yeah, but she was also in the end credits of the first episode, I think. I think so, yeah. And the lyrics, I'm going to read them out now. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't read much into them. They kind of just seem okay. like... Like... Filler li lyrics for a love song? Lyrics for a lame love song. Okay. My heart raced, my blood ran hot, because in that moment I realized now all the familiar scenery around me is changing to a different color. That was when it all began, yes. It felt closer than a miracle, closer than destiny, closing my eyes, feeling in my heart, sending my feelings of love to you. If I can turn a fragment of my love into power, together we can open the door to tomorrow. We can open the door to tomorrow. So yeah, that seems pretty bland. Uh, it probably relates to the final scene. They're finally kissing, uh, they're finally getting together, the world feels different now. Assuming that this is from the perspective of Kotonoha, everything feels different now. I fall in love now. I'm closing my eyes, I feel it in my heart, I'm sending my feelings of love to you, yeah. <laughs> that part of turning uh, a fragment of my love into power seems like something that you can read a lot into. That that could kind of relate to Makoto using love for power, but at this point he's just a blind idiot. We end the episode at basically, hey, the whole premise of the show is finally over. Kotonoha and Makoto are together now. They kissed. They're gonna throughout the rest of the show, be building on this relationship, going through issues. Uh, maybe Kotonoha will learn that she doesn't have to constantly lead in. Maybe Makoto will start to appreciate her as a human being and 
maybe lean into her a bit. Maybe learn that he's been kind of toxic up to this point. Maybe. Maybe. Um, <laughs> maybe this will be. Maybe a everything story is fine the and the show is over. <laughs> it's not over. Like you, you don't have to. No, no. We can have drama in a relationship. They can both learn from their mistakes. Sekai can move to Toronto. Then have the, nothing to do. They're with gonna have anymore. a fun time. Then the zombie apocalypse starts. Then they go to space. Ah, uh, the zombie <laughs> apocalypse starting would be an amazing twist on this show. After episode four, uh, <laughs> suddenly a zombie apocalypse. That would be amazing. I, I would love that. I mean, show. you can say that after episode four, it's an apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> after episode four, everything turns to shit, but not in an entertaining way. Ah, <laughs> uh, can't wait for episode four. <laughs> Man, if we split that into two parts, part one is just gonna be fucking nothing. That's part episode five. Episode five, thinking yeah. about. Episode five. Uh, part two is gonna be two hours and part one is gonna be ten minutes. I can already see it coming. <laughs> ah, that's what we got to today. We have two episodes behind us now. You have three episodes behind you now because you had to listen to us ramble about this shit show. No, not shit. Not shit. It's a great show. It's, it's art. It's, it's art. It's art. Art isn't inherently good or bad. This can be a good show. This is a neutral show. Anyway, thanks for listening. I think we should go before my brother has a mental breakdown. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. See you in episode four. Bye. Bye.